0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Big Interview Bite Size, brought to you by Bet365. I'm Graham Hunter, and in each episode, you'll hear an elite footballer tell a story that's guaranteed to brighten your day. All of them come from my podcast, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter, which you can find by searching on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's Christian who gives a Fuchs, title winner with Leicester City, telling you an incredible story from his early years as a teenage professional in Austria. Christian found himself sharing a dressing room with his childhood hero, who then set about bullying him relentlessly. It's happened to us all. Almost two decades later, Fuchs has a different perspective on what was going on. I'd like to start with Didi Kubawa, yeah. And I want to know how it is that with his atrocious behaviour towards you, he helped make you the man you are. That's
1: very true. So you really did your researches, huh?
0: Well, I remember him for real. So see that
1: as being the guy who got the most bookings in the shortest space of time ever. He, he was a, he was a special character. He was really special, strong character. I mean, an, honestly, when he, when he was my age that I am now, and I was back then, I think it was 17 18 or so when I came into into the first team of Mattersburg. It's completely different to what it is, what the setup is at the moment between young and older players. So I was literally for the five years that I played for Mattersburg, I was frightened of him, mm-hmm. very, very frightened uh, because of the character he is. I mean, I mean you ex- ex- described it the best way that he got the most yellow cards, most red cards. I don't know what else. He had the biggest mouth of all. <laughs> he he was simply he simply tried to win every single game, every single game in the training. Looking back now, I think he just wanted to, to get the maximum out of me. But back then, uh, I thought he just wants to humiliate me. That that's how it felt. But again, it 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 gave me that extra push. Looking back now again, that that probably made me do the next step after the next step after the next step, which which made me the the player I am. Which made me at the very beginning of my career probably built the foundation. Of everything that will follow then, I mean, after, after going through his school, let's call it like that I, I went to Germany, on to Leicester, obviously, in the Premier League, and, and I still believe the way he shaped me back then. I mean, there, there were scenes, obviously. We, we played a game away against Reed. Reed. nobody will know that. They are now in second league. And I was like, I had an impossible angle like at the six yard box and I decided to shoot instead of playing across where he was completely free and basically he was shouting out to the manager then why do we even need him? Why do we need him? And you know me being 18, 19 years old it doesn't really feel good (laughs) if if, if you can see that the the captain of your team is talking to the manager and asking why we even need him Um, but this was only one of say 20, 30 of those...
0: But let me ask, doesn't it sting a little bit more because, you know, when you've been a kid, you've queued up to get his autograph, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. National team... <laughs> now, it, the national team didn't come play in Saltern, but where did they play in Neukirchen?
1: Neukirchen. Neukirchen. They come and... and uh, p- your pronunciation is pretty good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is. It so is. I like, See, I, I, at least I understand what you mean. <laughs> it doesn't have so <laughs> to when I speak yeah. fast in Scottish. <laughs>
0: Okay, point taken. Touché. Um, That's a DD experience for me you've just given. I'll grow. I'll improve my (laughs) pronunciation and my language. But like, you know, if we do anything in this podcast series, we try to speak to the listeners and we we share an experience with them. Now, everybody who listens to this, everybody who works on it has... If not idolized, somebody, somebody in some sport has inspired them. You want to? There's a saying in Britain, and Scotland, they never meet your heroes, or your heroes have feet of clay. But at that stage, when you're a kid, long before you play together, you know he's the guy whose signature you want, in, and
1: at one stage he gives it to yours. Or... Yeah, well, I was queuing up for twenty, twenty-five. I don't even know how long. Maybe it was forty-five minutes because, like you said, the Austrian national team played, playing the friendly against. I don't, I don't even know anymore who it was doesn't really matter, but I was standing there like didi didi didi, straight a straight arm with the pen in my hand with a piece of paper in my hand, and he was ignoring us for like thirty minutes. <laughs> Finally, I got my my signature still in my parents' house hanging on the wall, I believe, and and yeah, and then when you play with that that person that you idolize, obviously, when you when you're very young, when you're a teenager, it's a special one, and again, you you're probably more. Listening to him, and you're more quiet. You, you just shut up when he has something to say because it, of the of the player he is playing, obviously at Real Sociedad. I think mm-hmm. there was and it then was. Wolfsburg. So, Rapper Vienna successfully w- too. Yeah, yeah, of course. that that was big times then. Yeah, that's that's what made everything else possible for him. believe. Yeah. Really. so yeah, it was kind of a tough five years.
0: Now again, if my um, reading research is right. When he or other players in the team might give you a kick or knock you over, either testing you out or malice, or let's see if the little kid with a special left foot has got any bollocks, or what. You, you again you react to that
1: properly. Well, well before I before I signed with Middlesbrough back then, I was 16 when I had my first trial training with them, and obviously there were he was playing there, some other players, some other very experienced players with big names in Austria, played there, and they were pretty rough. And, again, he was... One guy was Herfried Zabitzer. He was a, a tank of a of a striker, and he obviously knocked me over, then Didi knocked me over, and two minutes later Didi was on the ground. But I just got up without... When he, they knocked me over, I, I, got, I got up, I was like, okay, that's what it is. I got to adjust to that. That was my... my my attitude back mm. then, or still is it, and I got up, and that that impressed the coach back then, mm-hmm. that I just knocked him over the same way and made him feel some pain. Yeah, I guess it was a good start to not take on any of the bullying because, like you said, it is bullying, but I, I see it in a very positive way because this is. I mean, for me, it helped me to to shape my character, to to stand my ground in football, which I believe is very important. And which I think nowadays there's a there's some kind of a lack there. It's not there anymore. It's are, not there anymore. Are we too soft with people? Is that what we're saying? We you're not well, advocating bullying. I think society changed a lot, and back then it was seen as normal. I mean, we're talking about 15 years back in time. It's not a long time ago. Yeah, but. I mean, regulations change, laws change and nowadays for the smallest thing you can get in, problem, in, in trouble. So it's simply a different, a different age which, which I wouldn't say everything is bad but I believe this particular part of, of getting the players being more tough, hmm. to have to stand their own ground to fight for what they want, I think this gets lost a little bit these days. So for example you always believed looking back that Kubauer
0: did it with a motive that wasn't just bullying you you, retrospectively you believe that he
1: saw something in you that he could push and he also told me Ah. so that was that was for me the most interesting part that when I when there was the Euros 2008 in Austria I was still playing for Mattersburg, but we all knew that I would leave the club after the Euros to go into a bigger league which was Bochum then and literally, after the last game, he came over to me saying, I knew you were going to make it. I knew you were going to make it. So that just, right this moment, I realized what he did over the last five years. In those five years, for me, was it was a tough lesson. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, uh-huh, okay, I got you. And I understood what, what he was aiming for. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview, Bite Size, Brought to you by Bet365.
0: All of these stories come from my podcast series, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. There are interviews with over 100 elite footballers on our archive. Search for the show on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.